Welcome to the PE Teacher Plus podcast. This is Alejandro Orozco. And in today's episode, I'm going to share with you a behavior matrix. And this is perfect for the first week of school when you're getting the kids prepared for the new school year. You're going over the procedures of like where their number is, how to line up, all that fun stuff, appropriate behavior in the locker room. And what I'm going to share with you today is a tool that I came up with recently. Uh, this school year at my new site, I was selected to be the PBIS coach. And what PBIS stands for is Positive Behavior Interventions and Support. If you are not currently familiar with, with what that is, then allow me to explain. So on the surface, I mean, there's different levels, uh, but the first year that you're in PBIS, you'll develop a matrix on how to behave in different areas on campus, how to behave where you're, when you're in the hallway, when you're in the restroom, when you're at the lunch tables, when you're in the classroom. And these matrices would be posted in these areas. And on the first day of school, the teacher would, or first few days of school, the teachers would go around and take their students to these areas and go over the appropriate behavior in these different area, areas by reading the behavior matrix for each location on campus. And for those of you who, that are familiar with PBIS, you will notice that my behavior matrix isn't a PBIS type of behavior matrix. The reason why I brought up PBIS was it helped me get the idea, but it does not follow the format of PBIS. So I do have one that is within the format of PBIS, but that one doesn't, isn't as useful as a tool to communicate with parents to describe what's happening in PE class. So what I'm about to share with you isn't a PBIS compliant version of a matrix. It is just a tool that I've found to be helpful communicating to my students and to parents. So today I'm going to share with you the one I created for PE. Now you may, this may not completely apply to your school or your site just because there's different variables. For example, at the current school that I am at, we do not have any locker rooms. Therefore, my P matrix doesn't mention anything about how to behave in the locker room. At my previous school, we had one, so in that case, I would have created one for the locker room. So I'm going to share with you what's on my P matrix, how I use it in the classroom, not just the first week, but ongoing. And my intent at the end of this episode is for you to have the tools necessary to create an effective behavior matrix for your school site. And if you want to see what it looks like, you can visit my blog, which is peteacherplus.blogspot.com. So Blogspot is a free blog provided by Google. So you can check that out there. And the first post is the PDF of my PE matrix. And in odds are you're not looking at it currently, if this is the first time you're hearing it. So I'm going to do my best to describe to you what it looks like. And if you ever use or are familiar with rubrics, it looks like a rubric. And so there's 
rows and columns. There are three columns. Now, I will mention that this is version 2.0. The first one I made was a lot of information on one sheet, and I had an English version and then a Spanish version, and I would ask the student, which one do you need? And now, I made it a lot simpler. I eliminated some information, and I fit both the English and Spanish description in the same cell, in the same box, and I added some images. So that way it's just easy, it's user-friendly for the kids and for the parents. They don't feel like they're overwhelmed with a lot of information, so I try to make it very simple. So here is the behavior matrix. And before I describe what's in the column, I made it using Google Sheets. So if you wanna create your own, you can just go on Google Sheets or Excel, and I use emojis. Students are familiar with emojis, and if you behave well, then you got three. So the highest score you can get is three points. Two is if you get a warning, and one is if the behavior continues, the negative behavior continues. So for a three, I put a smiley face emoji. For a two, a straight face emoji, and for a one, a sad face emoji. That way, it's a no-brainer on if a student gets this form or a parent gets this form and they see that the cells beneath the sad face are circled, then they, they did not have a good day in PE. If they see the smiley face, the three columns circled, then they know they had a good day in PE. So I'm trying to make it very simple. Because I do teach third through eighth grade. So that varies widely in development of the type of student that I teach. So emojis just made sense for me. So the columns are a smiley face, straight face, and sad face. So next to the smiley face is a, the number three. Next to the straight face is the number two. And the sad face is one. So you want to get threes. So next, let's look at the rows. And looking at my sheet, I have five rows. And you can always change it for you. So the first row has a emoji, not, a, not sorry, not an emoji, just the image of a student sitting down and raising their hand. So this whole row talks about how to behave when you're learning the instruction, when I'm teaching. So a three is, so the first row is that image of a student raising their hand, sitting down, and below three, so a student who earns three points demonstrates this behavior sits quietly during instruction. That's it. And like I said, my first draft had much more description, but I just felt like it was too busy. I want to keep it very simple because this addresses the majority of what I'm looking for. And below this entire matrix, I have some lines so I can just write in a description if it doesn't match the description in the cells above. So... That's the first, the top left cell, the row with the student raising their hand, a three, sits down, sits quietly during instruction. And below that, in the same cell, I have it translated in Spanish. Se mantiene sentado durante instrucción. Now, I don't have to ask the student, do you need an English or Spanish or print on both sides, one English, one side Spanish. It's all in the same box. A two is speaks without permission and interrupts instruction. So how do I use this in class? If I'm te teaching and a student starts either 
talking to someone next to them, then I would say, oh, I hear Tom speaking. That's how I address that. I heard you. And, or Tom, if you have a question or comment, raise your hand. So those are ways I can address a student. And if I do that and I feel like it's necessary because maybe it's a problem this student we're trying to work with, then I can just put a little mark on my clipboard next to Tom. And that should be another whole another episode, just kind of the code symbols that I use on my notepad on my roster sheet so that I can review and look back on how the student is doing in that during that day or throughout the week. And so I can just put, for example, if Tom is talking, I put a little tally mark, and that is his warning. And if it continues, then I can put additional marks next to Tom on my roster. And now he would be a one because con- it continues to be an issue. He's interrupting me because he's talking to other students while I'm teaching. He's distracting that other student. Other students in the class maybe now are distracted by their talking. So now that would be a one. A one says excessive talking interferes with other students' learning. And again, it's translated in Spanish below. So uh, that's the first row. You get a three for sits quietly during instruction, a two speaks without permission, one excessive talking, and so forth. Now that we have an image of how it works, I'm gonna go ahead and describe how I use this. And so when I first introduced the P matrix, I let the students know that this is a tool for me to be able to communicate with your parents or whoever is at home. And I tell them, if you get a one, then you're taking the risk that you're gonna receive one of these and you're gonna have to take it home and bring it back signed. There's a spot in the bottom for a parent signature or guardian signature and they are to take it home and return it the next day with the signature. And I tell them, if you don't bring it back signed, then you take the risk that I'm gonna have to call home and I'll say you take the risk because maybe I don't feel like I need a call immediately I might give them another day to get it back signed. So I just say, you take the risk of me having to call home and talk to your parents and say, did you receive the behavior form that I sent home with Tom, for example? And it showed how he did in PE. And they'll say, yes, I did, I did see it. Um, or no, I haven't, what happened? And now, I, because I take notes on my roster and when I fill out the PE matrix I refer to my paper roster and so even if I don't make a copy because I don't make a copy before I hand it to the student I can just review on my notebook where I have my roster I can see what is it what are the behaviors that Tom had trouble with in class so I'll just go on and describe what happened that day So you may be thinking this is just a tool to maybe punish students who are not, uh, I wouldn't even say punish, but it's a, you're using it in a negative way. And there's another application to this that isn't negative. And I use an app called Spin It. And I learned about this app from listening to the PE Geek podcast. 
and you can get it on your phone. I don't recall if it's free or I paid for it. If I did, it was probably like a dollar. And it randomly selects a student. And the way I set it up, it, well, I'm not gonna go through how I set it up. You can, it's pretty self-explanatory if you download the app. And so I randomly select one student, or you can also use TeamShake. TeamShake is another app. You can check it out on the App Store. Uh, the P Geek also talks about that app. And I randomly select one student, and if it lands on Jane, I'm like, okay, Jane, you're taking home the PE behavior matrix today. And then odds are Jane probably had a good day because the majority of the students have awesome days all the time. And so there are days where I don't have, I don't send home any PE behavior matrix with for a student who didn't have a good day because maybe there is no issues any class for that class that day. But by doing a random person, it it's kind of a proactive way to keep students uh, on task because they know at, they might be selected at the end of day at the end of the day to take home the PE behavior matrix. And so typically it'll be all threes and the students excited. And the kids that I found that enjoy this the most are the really good kids because they're behaving all the time and they love the recognition and they love telling their parents how they got all threes. So let's say Nicole. Nicole would always get excited. She's like, she would never let me forget to spin it to see who takes on the behavior matrix, PE behavior matrix. She got, she would always get excited if she got chosen and she would take it home, bring it back, sign, all happy. So that's a positive way. That's a way to use it on a daily basis. But you do have this, even if you don't, even if you're not using it, what I found um, on a daily basis, either positive or for students who are not making the best choices in PE, it's a common language in order to discuss how to behave in PE. So by going over in the beginning of the year and you'll see, I'm going to go on and read all the cells, but one of them is about equipment. You know, how did, um, a three is only use equipment when given permission. So if I see a student reaching for a piece of equipment or grabbing a piece of equipment, I'll remind them, Tom, remember, you on, we only use equipment when given permission. Or a three is only using equipment when given permission. So I can always refer to it throughout class, even without actually physically giving one out or being or using it on a positive way, giving one out on a daily basis. And by it, when I see maybe students are not are beginning to forget how to behave in PE before we start our lesson or before we move on to the next part of the lesson, I'll take out the PE matrix and I'll review it. And it kind of just like that reset button. Okay, yes, okay, I forgot. This is how we need to behave in PE class. So for that purpose alone, it's a very great tool, which is why I love it. And I've been using it throughout this uh, semester and as I've gotten trained with PBIS. So the next row is has an image of a student running. And so this row is about exercise. So a three is completes their exercises. A two did not attempt to complete their exercises. So let's say a student didn't do their best effort and it's pretty obvious, maybe they didn't make good choices if you're doing, um, let's say, burpees 
and they're not doing the burpees or they're not doing all the burpees or if they're completing a lap and they're not completing the lap the way you demonstrated that they should do it or they're late on a lap or whatever it is then you can use the two and if it continues to happen then you can give them a one so a two says do not attempt to complete the exercise a one now this cell is a little different because I put boxes so I can select which behavior is that I'm seeing and this is just based on what I've experienced so one is refuse to exercise sometimes a student is having a bad day and just they're not gonna they're not gonna want to exercise and instead of taking extra time trying to resolve the issue right there well I can get some parent help and I can just check out the boxes refuse to exercise the second box on under a one says claims to be injured please provide a note and that way when a, when a parent receives this and I circle that cell that's a one and within that cell I check off the box that says claims to be injured please provide a note this is for the student who says oh I hurt myself yesterday oh do you have a note they're not really showing any signs that they're injured but they're claiming to be injured that's why they can't complete the exercise and they'll say no I didn't bring a note it's like okay bring one next time or I'll always remind them be proactive and have a note and so then I can send this home and now the parent is reminded to give them a note now occasionally things happen at school before class so let's say they're my last class of the day and they got they hurt themselves they're not feeling that well because of lunch well then I can still put that please provide a note so that way they are less inclined to just come up with an excuse out of the blue so that's why that's in there um, before I go into the next row the reason why I like this behavior matrix is because let's say maybe you're thinking you know I'm very busy I don't have time to fill out a behavior matrix the, the way this is designed is that you can just circle the behavior that you see so it wouldn't take that long to complete just put the, put in the student's name and then circle the cell that matches the behavior that you're trying to communicate with the parent so let's say it's them talking during class then you can just circle the appropriate cell and hand the paper to the student and then move on the next row has a picture of some sports equipment so soccer ball basketball football baseball and the three is only used equipment when given permission a two is used equipment without permission and um, below it, it's in Spanish and all the cells and a one and here I have two boxes where I can select a one would be uh, the, the top box within that cell a little check mark box it says use equipment inappropriately that can be someone who is kicking a basketball instead of dribbling it stuff like that um, as an example or usually when I'm not usually but when I'm describing the lesson or before we use equipment, I remind the students the appropriate way to use equipment. And if they're deviating from that, then they're taking the risk that they're going to get a P matrix with that selected. The second box within that cell says endangering others. So if they're doing something where they can either hurt themselves or hurt other students, then I could select that box. 
So one example is, let's say we're playing badminton and they have a badminton racket and they decide to reenact some scenes from Star Wars where one is a Jedi and the other one is Darth Vader and they're using them as lightsabers, then they would qualify under that box endangering others. The next row has two hands shaking and this goes into how to treat others. So three would be treat others with respect. Now under the two, there it, it's blank. It's grayed out. So that way it doesn't look like I left it blank. It's actually gray. So that way it's in, they can tell that it's intentionally grayed and I didn't just forget to write anything in that box. And that is because either you're treating others with respect and if you're not, you're automatically a one. So one, it says, to, did not respect other students in class. And then there's three boxes to select within that cell. And one is inappropriate language. The next check mark or check box that I could check says teasing. And the third one says other. So if a student is using language that they shouldn't be using in an educational setting, then they, I could check off that box. If they're teasing people, then I would check off that box. So that's, or if it's other, then obviously I can select the other box. The next row has a caution sign, and this is for safety. So a three is was safe during class. Like I said, it's very straightforward. I, the old one had lots of words. I just wanna keep it very simple. I can always write down something in the notes part below this matrix. There is no two, so that's also grayed out. A one, it says, was unsafe, and there are three boxes to select from within that cell. The top one says chasing. The second one says pushing or grabbing. And then the last box says other. And I want to mention something about this cell. I always, when I go over this for the first time, I give examples of the worst incidents that I've seen in terms of like injury-wise in my 10 years of teaching. And this is important because sometimes students will give the excuse, excuse of, oh, we're just messing around. It's their buddies, you know their buddies, but they're just horse playing around. And I tell them that there has only been three times in my 10 years of teaching where students had to leave the school early to go to the hospital. And this is my observation from 10 years of teaching and five to six different PE teachers' classes. So three times. Every single student that had to leave the school early to go to the hospital was injured from their friend, their, typically their best friend. It wasn't because they got injured as a result of playing the activity as demonstrated they were injured because their friend was being silly and messing around and couldn't keep their hands to themselves, which caused an injury. So the reason why I tell them these stories in detail, I describe each incident and what happened. And it's a little graphic, but it's in order for this to stick in their head. There is zero tolerance in pushing, grabbing, chasing, your friends, even if you're both messing around, because as I already discussed, those are how the worst injuries started. 
So that is my PE behavior matrix. Those are the cells, the columns and rows. Now below that, on the same sheet of paper, there's a section that says notes and there's three lines going across the page. So I can just write in any additional information that I need to include or would like to include on there. And the last line says parent signature. So the fourth line, if you will. The fourth line says parent signature and that's also in Spanish. And then the date. And that is my PE behavior matrix. I'll keep a few with me on my clipboard below my roster. So the big takeaway for this episode is have this talk with the kids the first week of school. The way I implemented it is we have, I have this fitness room and in there there's a TV so I connect my laptop so I can display the PE matrix on the screen and I'll discuss each cell with the student. At my other school, I would not have that option in which case I would have just made copies one copy for all the students so I can hand them out. They can have their copy in their hand and I can go over each of the cells with them so they can see it. Also, the other takeaway is you, you can use an app called Spin It or Team Shake so that at the end of class, one student is randomly selected to take home the PE behavior matrix. Also, if you feel like a student is not making the good choices in that class and it's maybe a pattern, you can use this as a tool to communicate with the family on how they're doing in class. And if a student does not bring it back signed the next day, you can have several options. So I'll do a few of these. One is you can call home and let them know that you sent home a behavior matrix and ask if they received it. So that way you're calling in and it's already like, oh, your child should have approached you. So it kind of takes away the attention from you and kind of puts the responsibility in the hands of the student. And if they don't bring it back, another thing you can do is you can have, if you have a detention system, you can just tell the students that our school, the student can lose recess. Like I said, it's kind of like an elementary slash middle school, so we go grades three through eight. So they'll lose their 15 minute recess if they didn't bring it back on time. Now. Many of the students, I would say all of them, really love their recess, so that's an incentive enough. Um, And it doesn't have to be the whole recess. What I I have done, too, is I'll keep them for the first few minutes of recess, so while all their buddies get to go outside and get in the front of the line of tetherball or whatever it is that they want to do, play basketball. Instead, they'll be sitting down in the fitness room with me, or you can do this outside, and we're going to go over the PE matrix. So that's another way you can do this. And they'll say, I already heard this. Oh, again, I'm like, well, if we truly understood these behaviors, then we wouldn't be displaying these ones in my classroom. And finally, um, my wife, she was uh, working with me on how to kind of design the PE matrix. And she made one for her classroom because she really liked the idea. And she, she was telling me how She'll send it with home with the kid, but she can also get it to the hands, if you will, of their parents right away. You, if you have class dojo, then you can take a picture of the PE matrix and send it to the parent through class dojo. I know some teachers, um, you maybe communicate with parents already, whether through text message, then you can easily send over the PE matrix 
over, over the phone in a text message or a class dojo. Those are other options as well. And my wife was telling me how it's been a really great tool in her classroom and how other teachers uh, want a copy for their classes as well. So hopefully this will be a valuable service for you and this upcoming, don't, you don't have to wait till the next school year to impl implement this. I did not have this tool at the beginning of this school year, but as soon as I got the training and I created it that very next day, I took some time from class, it was almost the whole day, just to go over this PE behavior matrix and I found it to be a very valuable tool. Like I said, it's now I had this common language with the students in terms of how to behave and the expectations I have in the classroom. So you can check out what mine looks like at my blog, which is peteacherplus.blogspot.com. If you have any questions, you can email me at oroscoalex at me.com. And I need to work on an email for that to make it easier for you. The way to spell that is O-R-O-Z as in zebra, C as in cat, O-A-L-E-X at me.com. Until next time, adios.